وكل ضلالة في النار أعاذنا الله وإياكم منها أجمعين أما بعد <coughs> Dear brothers and sisters Several years ago There was a friend of mine That I reunited with After him spending several years studying At Al-Azhar al-Sharif and after he returned from many years of studying the deen in Al-Azhar, he began his outreach efforts in a very large American city. And he began by teaching some Sunday school classes in a particular masjid that received a lot of children enrolling into the Sunday school who came with their families as refugees to the United States. And these refugees, after they were getting settled in the United States, were sending their kids to different daycare facilities as they were getting on their feet. And this Azhari friend of mine told me that when he received this class of Sunday school students, he began talking with them and going over basics about Islam, a young group of kids. And he asked them, Who is God? And the kids, every single one of them, shouted very loudly, Jesus Christ! Where does that come from? These are Muslim children from Muslim parents coming as refugees from Muslim-majority countries. Yet only six months to a year of being in the United States, and this is what they're saying. What's happened? How did this occur? It occurred because they were placed into an environment in this daycare center where this is all they're hearing from staff and seeing around them in the culture. Dear brothers and sisters, it is very important for us as parents specifically to discuss not just Christmas because we're in the Christmas season, but also to, to discuss the reality and the story, the true story and importance of Prophet Isa ibn Maryam, Jesus Christ, alayhi salam. If you're a Muslim parent living in the United States, living here as a religious minority, then you have most likely been driving around since early December, if not post-Thanksgiving, seeing decorated lawns, seeing homes decked out in Christmas lights, seeing nativity scenes made out of plastic adorning the yards. You've been going to the grocery store with your children, seeing Christmas advertisements, hearing Christmas jingles piped in. You're seeing these things, and they are too. You've been going to any public place to run errands, and you see large Christmas trees. You see Santa, rain, Santa and reindeers and every single reminder you can think of that we are in the holiday season. We are in the Christmas season. So the question you have to ask yourself, dear brothers and sisters, as parents, what exactly do I tell my children about all of this when they ask me, what is that? Not only do you see it outside, but sometimes you even see it in the school system. Now, most schools don't do this as much as they used to. 
But there are still many schools like that daycare center we were speaking about who do spread the Christmas cheer by involving the kids in different activities, not realizing that not everyone in their group celebrates Christmas. Kids are sometimes asked to participate in these things, to participate in secret Santa gift exchanges, or even play Christmas games, and even sometimes sing Christmas songs. That is with the territory when you're living as a religious minority in another society. So what do you tell your children? Well, the foundations have to be set. What exactly do we believe regarding the person and reality of Sayyiduna Isa bin Maryam, Jesus Christ, Jesus, the son of Mary, what should we know and what should we be teaching our children regarding this illustrious and noble human being? Now, chances are you grow up, you grew up hearing the stories of the prophets as a child. Maybe you heard them from your parents or your grandparents, or you grew up in an environment where these stories were shared as common knowledge, as common basic Islamic literacy. So I want you to think about the stories of the prophets that you were told as children and understand that they leave an impact. Those stories stick. So it's vitally important as parents that our children know who these individuals are. Who are these prophets and who are these messengers? So who exactly is Sayyiduna Isa ibn Maryam, Jesus Christ, Prophet Isa ibn Maryam, Jesus, the son of Mary, is one of the most honored of Allah's prophets and messengers. He is one of the ulul azmi min al-rusul. He is one of the prophets of great resolve among the community of prophets. And as Muslims, we love him dearly. We believe he was sent by the Creator, Allah Ta'ala, as a messenger to Bani Israel to call them to worship Allah Ta'ala alone and to follow the spiritual path of devotion and lofty character and the way that was given to Prophet Isa That is our belief. We also believe regarding his noble mother, Sayyida Maryam السلام, that she is from the greatest of women that Allah Ta'ala created. So she is revered by us. Who is Maryam السلام? What does her name mean? It is mentioned that the name Maryam means in Arabic, the Arabic equivalent is Amatullah, meaning the female servant of God. An entire chapter of the Qur'an has been revealed, giving us her narrative. And Surah Maryam tells us her story. Likewise, dear brothers and sisters, Sayyiduna Isa ibn Maryam was not an ordinary human being insofar as he was born without a physical father and he was born through a miraculous conception. And Allah Ta'ala mentions this in the Qur'an. He mentions, إِنَّ مَثَلَ عِيسَى عِنْدَ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ آدَمْ خَلَقَهُ مِنْ تُرَابٍ 
The likeness of Isa in the sight of Allah is the, the likeness of Adam. He created him from dust and then said to him, Be, and he was. His creation is miraculous because it goes against the norm. It goes against the typical norm in how human beings are conceived and born. Without a father, but he was born to the Virgin Mary, alayha salam. Sayyidina Isa ibn Maryam, alayhi salam, has been mentioned throughout the Qur'an and has been given many different names as well as descriptive titles. When we look into the Qur'an, we see that Allah refers to him as Karimatullah, the word of Allah, in reference to Kun Fayakun. He is also called Ruhun Minhu, a spirit from him, a unique creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is called Abdullah, Inni Abdullah. He calls himself the servant of God. He is also called Qawlul Haqq, the statement of truth. Allah refers to him as such in the Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala also mentions about him as a description, min al-muqarrabin. He is among those who are brought near, brought close to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. And min al-saliheen, he is from the righteous. So the, these are names and descriptors in the Qur'an describing this illustrious human being whom we revere and honor and love and believe in as a part of our iman. But among those beliefs regarding him is also some negation. We affirm certain high realities regarding the nature and person of Jesus, but we also have some negations, things that we negate from Prophet Isa alayhi salam that Allah Ta'ala has also negated from him. So we negate that he is the son of God or that he is a part of God. Rather, Allah affirms and Allah quotes Isa ibn Maryam affirming that he is simply Abdullah. He is the servant of Allah. But he is Abdullah and he is among the chosen of Allah's ennobled messengers. So contrary to the beliefs of Christians, we do not believe that he is the son of God. We don't believe that he is God incarnate. We do not believe that he is part of God. We do not believe that he is co-eternal and equal to God. He is not part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is al-ahad, al-fard, al-samad, who is one and unique, who has no parts, who is indivisible. Multiplicity is impossible with respect to the divine. He has no co-sharers in divinity. Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam is Abdullah. And what a glorious title that is to be called an Abdullah. He is Abdullah and he is makhluq. He is created. He has needs and he has a beginning and he has an end. Anyone or anything who has these qualities is created by Allah Ta'ala. They have a beginning, they have an end, they have needs, they are makhluq, and in no way 
a part of the Khaliq, the Creator, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now Allah Ta'ala mentions these points in numerous verses in the Qur'an. In Surah An-Nisa, for example, Allah addresses the Christians and the people of Scripture in general when He says, يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ لَا تَغْلُوا فِي دِينِكُمْ وَلَا تَقُولُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْحَقِّ إِنَّمَا الْمَسِيحُ عِيسَى بْنُ مَرْيَمَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَكَرِمَتُهُ أَلْقَاهَا إِلَى مَرْيَمَ وَرُوحٌ مِّنْ Allah says, O people of the book, do not exaggerate in your deen. Do not exaggerate in your religion or utter anything concerning Allah except the truth. Indeed, the Messiah, Jesus, the son of Mary, was but a messenger from Allah and his word which he cast into Maryam and a spirit from him. Allah mentions this and says, فَآمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرُسُولِهِ So believe in Allah and His messengers. وَلَا تَقُولُوا ثَلَاثَةً And do not say three and one. Do not utter the belief in the Trinity of believing that God is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. This is antithetical to Tawheed. Allah says, إِنْتَهُ خَيْرًا لَكُمْ Desist from this. Statement, desist from this false belief. Khairan lakum, it's better for you. Allah then says, إِنَّمَا اللَّهُ إِلَاهٌ وَاحِدٌ سُبْحَانَهُ أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُ وَلَدٌ Allah says, Allah is but one, exalted and transcendent is he, that he should have offspring. This is what Allah affirms in the Qur'an. Likewise, dear brothers and sisters, as we reflect on the person and the reality of Sayyiduna Isa ibn Maryam السلام, there's another negation. We also negate the belief that he was crucified. We negate the belief that he died, that he was put on the cross and crucified. Rather, we affirm, as Allah has mentioned in the Qur'an, that he was raised to the heavens, that Allah Ta'ala protected him, and he was raised to the heavens to return in the Akhiru Zaman, at the end of time. Allah Ta'ala mentions this negation when he says, وَمَا قَتَلُوهُ وَمَا صَلَّبُوهُ وَلَكِنْ شُبِّهَا لَهُمْ They did not kill him, nor did they crucify him, rather it appeared so unto them. It was made to appear as if that was him, but it wasn't him. He was not killed. So we do not believe in the crucifixion either. And a part of that belief is belief that he actually returns in the end of time, in the Akhir zaman in the latter days. And when he returns, and this return is haqq, the return of Sayyidina Isa is haqq, it is our belief. And when he returns, we believe that he returns as a member of the Ummah of Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam. Meaning he returns upholding and following the Sharia of Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam, where he prays according to his Sharia, praying behind Al-Mahdi, the great figure who will come at the end of time to fight against the Antichrist and his forces.
And upon his return, the truth will be established, the Dajjal will be slain, and Prophet Isa alayhi salam will distance himself from the false claims that were made about him for thousands of years. Because his deen, his way is the way of all of the prophets and messengers. There's no discrepancy between what the earliest of prophets and the last prophet called to, which is iman, belief in Allah, and sincerity in worshipping Allah alone, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah mentions, مَا الْمَسِيحُ بِنُ مَرْيَمَ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ أَخَرَتْ مِنْ قَبْرِهِ الرُّسُلُ وَأُمُّهُ صِدِّيقَةٌ كَانَا يَأْكُلَانِ الطَّعَامِ Allah says that the Messiah, the son of Mary, was not but a messenger. Other messengers have passed on before him. And his mother was Siddiqah. She was utterly truthful. And then Allah says, كَانَا يَأْكُلَانِ الطَّعَامِ Both of them used to eat food. Why did Allah say that? Why did Allah mention the message of Prophet Isa affirming him as a messenger of Allah and then says that both of them, him and his mother, used to eat food? What's the connection? The fact that Allah says they both used to eat food demonstrates their neediness, their neediness before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their need for food and drink. It follows that anyone who stands in need of something else for his or her survival, that person can in no way be described as divine. How can the divine be in need? He is mustaghnin. He is sufficient and free of all needs. The creator of the heavens and the earth has al-ghina al-mutlaq, absolute independence and freedom from all needs. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, قُلْ أَغَيْرَ اللَّهِ أَتَّخِذُ وَلِيًّا فَاطِرِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَهُوَ يُطْعِمُ وَلَا يُطْعَمُ Allah says, say, shall I take other than Allah as a protector, the creator of the heavens and the earth, while it is he who feeds others and he is not fed. Allah negates having any need. And Prophet Isa never called people to worship him. Allah mentions that in a number of places in the Quran and we also see it in the Bible. We do not see any verse in the Bible where Jesus allegedly says, I am God, or a part of God, or three in one, or anything of the sort. What we find instead are verses like those mentioned in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verses 3 and 4, where it is translated from the Greek as him saying, or it being said, that some of the scribes of the law of Musa, meaning the rabbis, they said to themselves, Jesus must think that he is God. But Jesus knew what was in their minds. Allah disclosed what they were thinking. And he said, and I quote, Why are you thinking such evil things? The fact that they said this, he must think that he is God. And he replies to their thoughts by saying, Why are you thinking such evil things? A very clear verse 
which indicates that he negated such a belief that he could in any way claim divinity for himself. So these, dear brothers and sisters, are just some of the foundations of our belief regarding Sayyidina Isa ibn Maryam alayhimussalam. And these things must be understood by us properly. And they have to be instilled in our children. And they should be reminded of these teachings yearly, especially as the Christmas decorations come out, especially as they are bombarded with Christmas jingles in the grocery store, especially as that's everywhere around them. Don't think that because something is basic to you, that is simple to you, badihi, that it's so basic to your children. What you grew up hearing and know to be a basic fact of Islam is not always basic to your children. Don't assume that the most basic of facts is basic to your young people, to your young children. You have to tell them. And you can't just tell them once. You have to tell them twice and three times and four times, not bombarding them, not boring them, but educating them, using opportunities in the greater environment to remind them of these fundamental beliefs. And if we choose not to do that, then we should not be surprised if we have children who, like those children I mentioned in the beginning of the khutbah, have no clear conception of who God is in the first place. May Allah protect our children and protect us and secure our iman in knowing these foundations and teaching them to others. Ameen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. وأفضل الصلاة وأتم التسليم على سيدنا محمد الصادق الأمين وعلى آله وصحبه ومن استن بسنته إلى يوم الدين وبعد. Dear brothers and sisters, the great Imam al-Bukhari رحمه الله records in his Sahih collection a hadith from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم who said that among those people who shall receive double reward compared to others, Ajran, among those people he mentioned, Rajulun min ahlil kitabi amana bi nabiyihi wa amana bi muhammadin. He mentions that among those people who receive double the reward is a man from the people of the book, meaning a Jew or a Christian, who believed in his prophet and then believed in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now according to the ulama, this hadith is referring to those from Jewish backgrounds or Christian backgrounds who consciously convert to Islam. And some of the ulama have even given them names. They say that those from the Jewish community who convert to Islam, who had a belief in the prophethood of Musa السلام, they would be called Musawiyun, insofar as they came from that tradition. And those who were Christians who already had a belief in Prophet Isa, they are Isawiyun. They are the ones who already had that. And the reason why they received double the reward the ulama say, is because they already believed in a prior prophet. They already believed 
in the Prophet they were affiliated with before Islam, whether it is Sayyidina Musa or Sayyidina Isa. They believe in them. They believe in what they brought. And then they came to believe in the seal, the khatim, the seal of prophets and messengers, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and what he brought. And thus they received double the reward, reward for their iman in the previous prophet, and reward for their iman, their belief in the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam. So the Isawiyun would be those converts to Islam from the Christian tradition. Dear brothers and sisters, we as an ummah, have a very unique connection to Prophet Isa alayhi salam. Because in the last days, in the Akhirul Zaman, members of this Ummah will have literal, physical, waking interactions with Prophet Isa alayhi salam after he returns. And belief in his return is a part of our belief as Muslims. Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah An-Nisa, وَإِن مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ إِلَّا لَيُؤْمِنَنَّ بِهِ قَبْلَ مَوْتِهِ Allah Ta'ala says that it is, there is none from the people of the scripture except that they will believe in him, meaning Prophet Isa alayhi salam, before his death, قَبْلَ مَوْتِهِ and according to Imam Al-Tabari, Ibn Kathir, and the majority of the Mufassirun, Mawtihi here, the Dhamir refers to Isa ibn Maryam. Meaning they will come to believe in him before his dying, before he passes away, leaving this world. The Prophet says, By him in whose hand is my life, Jesus, the son of Mary, will soon descend among you as a just judge. What will he do? He says he will break the cross. He will slay the swine. He will abolish the jizya tax. And wealth will flow to the extent that no one will accept it. And a single sajda will be better than the world and whatever it contains. So during the time of his earthly mission as a messenger of Allah, Prophet Isa was sent to Banu Israel. And upon his return, he will be affiliated with this Ummah. Because in the hadith of Nawas ibn Sam'an radiallahu anhu, the Prophet وسلم, said, describing the last day, that while they are like that, Allah will send Isa ibn Maryam, who will come down at the white minaret in the east of Damascus, wearing two dyed garments resting his hands on the wings of two angels. When he lowers his head, beads of perspiration will fall from it. And the beads of perspiration, by the way, it is said that that is because when he was taken into the heavens, it, it was right after he took a ghusl. And when he descends, he's still dripping the perspiration, dripping the beads of water as if he just finished taking the ghusl. So he returns like this. And the Muslims will recognize him for who he is. And the people will have gathered for the salat and jama'ah. And just as they're about to pray and he descends, he will be seen by them and by Imam Mahdi. And then the Mahdi will request Sayyidina Isa to lead the salat. 
Because Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, he's a prophet. Prophets are superior to those who are not prophets. So who has more right to lead Salat? The Mahdi or him? But Sayyidina Isa insists that the Mahdi leads the prayer out of honor for the Sharia of the Prophet And so he leads the prayer. And then he goes on in this long narration. It describes how exactly Prophet Isa joins forces with the Muslims who are fighting against the Antichrist and how he is the one who is ultimately capable of slaying the Antichrist at the end of time. And after this, he will actually rule for 40 years, according to one narration. And one narration says he makes the Hajj and the Umrah, and he marries, and he passes away. And he will rule and apply the way of Sayyidina Rasulullah who is his leader and our leader. So we have an intimate connection with him. So it makes sense to learn more about his life, learn more about his message, learn more about his qualities, because Allah knows how long we live. Allah knows what we'll live through. But maybe a person could be alive today who is alive when that happens. And there's a literal return and a reconnection and recognition of who he is as a prophet of Allah who is under the banner of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa May Allah grant us insight into our deen. May Allah grant us and our children knowledge of these realities and preserve our iman in their iman and allow us to focus on these basics and to ground ourselves in the sureties of the deen. Ameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin عبدك ورسولك النبي الرمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين